for all of your TNA needs, head to tensandaces.com. Are you ready for some TNA? My friends and I aren't your average blackjack players. We're all APs, which, if you don't know, stands for advantage player. As in, we play with a mathematical edge or advantage over the house. Yep, card counters, that would be us. On this podcast, I'm going to bring you true life stories about the AP life. There'll be stories of all the times we fucked up. Stories when we made out like bandits. Stories of losing more in one session than a lot of people make in a year. Stories of getting backed off in one shoe. Stories of average Joes out here doing this card counting thing with some of us crushing it and some of us just making our way through it. So if this is the kind of shit you want to hear, well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. And welcome to yet another episode of the Tens and Aces podcast. My name is Mike. In this transmission of our attempt at imaginary radio, I bring to you part one of an interview with husband and wife AP team, DJ and Mac. I think they bring an interesting perspective and point of view to the idea of APing because they're husband and wife team. And not only that, they're also relatively new to APing, and I think that even some of us more seasoned APs can learn from the lessons and the stories that newer APs have to share about their lessons they learned along the way, because sometimes it's hard to see things unless they're through fresh eyes. So yeah, I think we can all learn from their experiences and be entertained at the same time. I found DJ in a blackjack subreddit on reddit i mentioned this because like many of the guests on this show they mention blackjack apprenticeship and how valuable both their forum and their tools and their learning suite that colin and his team have put together over there have been to them and it would be one thing if i found him or knew of him from blackjack apprenticeship like i have a few of the guests on here but i've been starting to notice that it's a pretty common theme that successful APs, at least the younger ones, that started after Blackjack Apprenticeship even existed, there's a common theme that almost all the successful ones that I run into organically, such as DJ, started there. So yeah, just a big shout out to Colin and his team for that. And this is not an ad for Blackjack Apprenticeship. And I was listening back to a few episodes so many people were mentioning them that it sounded like an ad for Blackjack Apprenticeship. It's not that it's an ad. It's that their product is just that good and their teaching is just that on point. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with DJ Mac, part AP origin story and part Blackjack shop talk. So if that's the kind of shit you want to hear, listen up because we're about to give you some TNA. And welcome to the show, Mac and DJ. 
Hi, thanks for letting us be on here. Yeah, thanks for having us on. So what started you guys on your AP journey? Mac and I met a few years ago in 2016. and She'll tell you all about how she had never played a card game in her life before this. And this is wow. her first card game, yes. Not even Uno? <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother was very opposed to gambling. Um, she thought it was simple, so no card games were allowed. And my mom grew up with no kind of card games or anything. And because of that, she wasn't opposed to card games, but she just didn't have any interest in them. So I didn't learn anything except for maybe Go Fish. She told me that she actually didn't play solitaire until it was on the computer. Whenever DJ mentioned if I wanted to play blackjack and asked if I knew how to play, I said, I don't know how to play any of those card games at all. I still mostly just know how to play blackjack. Yeah, well, that's the only one that matters in my book. (laughs) Well, it's kind of blew my mind a little bit because I grew up the exact opposite. I was playing speed that game speed with my sister she trained me how to play that with like five cards in my hand when i was about four or five years old and kind of played rummy Mm -hmm. you know spades you know a little bit of blackjack but it's no fun without money involved but anyway we uh i went to a bachelor party uh with a friend in may 2019 kind of started our card counting journey but i was far from a card counter at that point i went to uh, it was like uh jack casino in cincinnati the only thing i knew or at that point was that i had to beat the dealer's number and that you know 22 and is game over so i looked up on my phone you didn't have no basic strategy at that point no nothing just i thought the whole game was based on gut and luck i went in there i i looked up some basic skeleton of basic strategy like bare bones like don't take insurance hand on 17 anything like that but very very basic i played for about an hour and came out even i really like when i got back i told mac all about it and uh she was really excited to try it out so we drove back up to cincinnati and tried it again we were pretty awful at it of course we were listening to the people <laughs> at tables and everything but uh we happened to see we sat next to a guy who had like thousands of dollars of chips uh next to him it looked like he was winning he knew looked like he knew what he was doing okay. so and he was passing out advice like it was candy oh, yeah to everybody he was mm-hmm. passing it to everyone so everybody ended up listening to him and he told was us he... about <laughs> no <laughs> he was a progressive better oh. he told us he told us this innovative new way to play blackjack and all we had to do was uh every time we won we took half of our earnings and put it on top of our new bet and that we were guaranteed to win that way until you don't yeah right well we did we we did win that night and and that was probably the worst thing that could have happened to us we won Uh, a lot for for us yeah was we we came in with three hundred dollars and left with thirteen hundred and um So, uh, yeah, I mean, we were hearing what we wanted to hear, basically. I mean, here was the strategy. Sure. We, we liked the game. We ignored the part where he said, at some point he said, oh, this is going to make up for some of last night. You know, uh, <laughs> if we were paying attention at all, we would have saw that as a red flag. But no, we, we heard what we wanted to hear and thought this was <laughs> this was our new way of, of making money. We we're going to make a job out of this strategy. We went back about a week later with his buddy who had the bachelor party. We tried doing it again. And the funny thing is we, we went to the table and we, but I think DJ said that we had a, we had a strategy or something that was dumb of us to say, um, because the dealer, the dealer left for a second and came back. The pit boss came over and talked to us and was looking at us, staring at our cards for a while. And we didn't realize that he thought we were super dumb and said that we were counting, but we, <laughs> we lost everything. <laughs> Not only that, but all of our friends lost a lot too. So uh, yeah. We felt a little foolish that day. They, I mean, I'm sure the pit boss immediately wrote us off when we actually like fleshed out our plan to him because we weren't shy about it. Like, well, we're going to, every time we win, we're going to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, okay, well, you guys have fun. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's they love they love people like that. People oh, yeah. who think they have an edge but they don't. That didn't scare you off at all. The loss and the embarrassment from to all your friends. Yeah, that actually just frustrated us because we knew that we could do it. That's whenever we really started studying and practicing because kind of felt ripped off and I felt like if it's that easy to just have money in your hands, then why not try at least? And you know, it's not like we had a deadline or anything. Um, we just practice as long as we want to until we test our skills out right what avenue did you guys go down to to improve your game well we found uh blackjack apprenticeship on youtube we stuck to the youtube videos for a while i mean you can learn almost everything you need to know just from the the free videos but not everything absolutely right Colin's a great teacher oh he is and he's he's easy to listen to very charismatic and and that was that's something that's missing from a lot of other people who count cards on youtube and uh elsewhere is very 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 true because the person who's like math based me Maybe is not in you know in general they're not they're not exactly personality wise they're they're not quite there yeah <laughs> right yeah. I call like Colin is and it, it's More it's in dirty, both of our natures types. it it's in our That's nature to overanalyze just about every everything we do uh, you know especially me uh, anytime I watch a movie you know ask Mac I spend the next uh-huh. a couple weeks online analyzing every scene uh, if I read a book I'm doing the same thing yeah. and uh, and and so it's it's kind of in our nature to get involved in something so when we felt like we were tricked it was like okay well we're gonna go back in and we're gonna we're gonna try it again until we get it right and card counting turns out it's the only solution to this game yeah besides like whole carding and and other (laughs) you know like some side bets are beatable especially new games where the casino has made a mistake and they give really un they give you really favorable odds i mean those are rare and they die Mm-hmm. and they're usually not shared until the, the game dies out. But yeah, in general, yeah. you're absolutely correct. Poker and Blackjack are the two games in most casinos that somebody can just beat using their brain. Yeah. You know? So from... Once you got, once you guys watched the the BGA videos, where'd you go from there? The bachelor party for his friend was a month before our own wedding. So we, uh, whenever we lost everything, it was a week before our wedding. So thank God we had our wedding for people to throw money at us because we, we right? back and we went our honeymoon, but we, we learned the hard way, you know, that, uh, that the casino on a, on a cruise ship is not the same as a casino. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, we got our butts. Yes. It was oh, bad. Yeah. Pretty much no gaming regulations there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. deck and uh, it was just you you had DJ. It was just bad. <laughs> I was going to say that our our origin story is rife with mistakes and regrets. So <laughs> we are the kind of people who like to dig in. And, and that wasn't al- always the best for us in our career here because it got us in trouble a few times. But then, you know, at the end of the day, what are you going to do except take the lessons that you learned? Right. But yeah, we were um, on a carnival cruise. We like I said, we only knew a little bit. Uh, we knew how to keep the um, running count. We knew how to convert it into true count, but that's about it. We didn't really know about spreading our bet. And this is long before I got a copy of the, uh, the CVCX and started really looking at the numbers. We had a plan. Our plan was to progressive bet when we had the advantage. And uh, it, it was a bad idea, of course, like most of our ideas at the beginning, but not to mention 
the fact that uh, they were six to five tables. They were half penetration on eight wow. decks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. And well, the dealer put that, oh my God, put it in. It was like, can you just go a little bit farther, please? It's and you can have the best rules. You can have the every rule possible on like a double deck game or something. And if the pen sucks, the game sucks. Hmm. You might as well just play your run-of-the-mill game. Yeah, if you're going to play a half-pen game, you might as well just play online. Waste your money there in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> but... Right. Save, save gas and hotel. Money. Exactly. You make more money that way. But uh, they were hand yeah. shuffling too. I remember that. And they good hand shuffles or were they, they random hand shuffles? Were they? They were fine. We didn't know anything about shuffle tracking, and I, honestly, I don't know anything about it now. I haven't uh, you know? I'm happy enough that I figured out deviations <laughs> uh, by the time we finished. Right. But uh, you know, doing the um, shuffle tracking wasn't an option at the time. But the the problem with that was how slow they were. Yeah. They were they would take at least seven to ten minutes <laughs> to shuffle. Wow. And and you co- of course they're stopping after four decks, so it's like uh, we we lost focus. We were on our honeymoon. You know, it's not like we were sitting there at the tables all the time. We were enjoying the the honeymoon. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and an eight deck game. The TC doesn't climb till you can start ramping your bets till usually the last the last third of the shoe at the earliest. Right. Exactly. No. And if they're already they're cutting off half. <laughs> it was so hard to look at the uh, uh, whenever he, the discard uh, pile whenever he would put everything away because I was so used to you know you you practice how high it needs to be whenever it was half penetration you know sometimes I would forget and I'd just expect it to be regular and then he would put it all away and I think wait what we were almost there <laughs> we could have made some right. money but it was too late even like half a deck more penetration is huge in an eight deck game mm-hmm. like say if you find something that's like one deck cut off or less versus one and a half which is still okay but not great you'll find so often i'm sure you guys have that right when it's just about like you were just saying mac right when they're just about right there Mm -hmm. that's when the red or yellow card comes out and it's time to shuffle it's so frustrating yes all that work just down the tube you know (laughs) and that is not a coincidence (laughs) oh it is not and that's one thing that's been great at least on the west coast here the only place that i played during covid up and down the west coast I noticed during COVID because some casinos have three people per table. They want to actually they want to have more hands per shoe per shuffle. So they've the penetration has been ridiculously deep. That they, they cut like 40 cards off. They used to cut like two and a half decks sometimes, maybe two decks, depending on the dealer. Mm-hmm. So it that's actually been a good thing about COVID. Yeah. So it does affect yeah. wanting opportunity because it's hard to get a seat sometimes. So anyway, I was back just reading that story. on the forums. Or were you? Yeah, I was reading about that. the longing. Um, yeah, I mean we can't really play during. COVID, but we'll get to that later. There's a there's a good blackjack related reason for that. But <laughs> well, uh, let's see. We were just talking about our honeymoon. So yeah, we just kind of gave up and and just started drinking, having fun. Because I mean, like if we're if we're being honest here, uh, I'll be honest right now. I really do enjoy playing like a ploppy. It's just it's hard yes. to afford. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Anytime we saw anyway. somebody put a dollar on the side bet and end up uh, with five hundred dollars in their pocket, I want to play like that. But we know it doesn't work. But it doesn't make me not want to do it but ever since that we we have the oculus quest and and they just put blackjack on poker stars on there and uh so no that's way. that's where we go that's where we go to to play like floppies 
because it's fake and it's fake money. That so. is fun. <laughs> That's I didn't know they had that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Anyway, back to your story. I keep interrupt. Go ahead. Right, right. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, so after the honeymoon, um, once we, you know, started playing with what was to us real money, you know, wasn't wedding money anymore. We couldn't afford sure. to lose, but neither one of us was done with it. We talked about it and we ended up buying buying the membership to uh, Blackjack Apprenticeship and we bought CVCX. And Casino uh, Ver- Ver- Verite, Verite, however you pronounce that. I never um, have been able to pronounce that correctly. Right, yeah. yeah. Just, I'll just, just give say, all the pronunciations, and uh, hopefully, you know, one of them will be right. <laughs> I just say stay CV. CV, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll, have yeah. to, I'll have to write that down. Uh, but, yeah, that's when we hit it really hard. We found um, – uh, Mac just reminded me earlier that we found a uh, blackjack table that was probably – uh, from a Southern Indiana uh, casino uh, on what was it Facebook Marketplace for ten dollars? Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, this guy uh, had just gotten married and they got a new house, and his wife said that he needed to get his stuff out, and he didn't seem yeah. to understand uh-huh. amazing this table is. And he said, "Yeah, my buddies and I used to play on it." <laughs> And he was just going to sell it for 10 bucks. And they're hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, usually. Yep. That's how I know that, you know, I, I found the right woman for me. Because <laughs> here this guy was, newlywed, getting rid of his blackjack table after moving in with his wife. And, yes. And we are buying this blackjack table for the very same reason. And we had, we were <laughs> right. uh, had about a 1,400 square foot house at the time. And then we got about 2,600 now. But whenever we had our old house, it was in like our dining room in the way of getting through the door (laughs) but we wanted that blackjack table we knew it was going to be super super helpful for practicing yeah more like a more uh authentic ish casino experience right it was like an investment right i think i think bga sells just the felt you put on top of a table yeah for considerably more than ten dollars i'm not exactly sure what it costs but i gotta imagine it's more than ten dollars that's it still yeah oh yeah yeah it was great and we had to make our own little money tin tub, whatever you call it. Uh, but other than that, oh, we had to buy uh, legs. It didn't come with legs, so we bought some on Amazon. But anyway, uh, that's what we played on. We took a sound bar and uh, an Amazon Echo, played the casino sounds, played Panic at the Disco a lot. I don't know why we did, but we played Panic at the Disco <laughs> just on full blast. So, While we tried to right on. count and keep up with everything that you have to keep up with. That's probably when we really solidified our game. Then we started going to our regular. Um, and we spent a good, how many hours do you think combined? About 120? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I think after after this happened to us, we found out that it happens to a lot of other people. We kind of convinced themselves. We, we convinced ourselves that um, they weren't paying attention to us or that they didn't care if we were counting or not because nothing had happened and that's such, such a lar- large amount of time we were profiting oh i forgot to mention when we sold our old house that's where we got our bankroll our equity from that so you um, do have a cool wife <laughs> yeah isn't that nice <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the whole imagine the guy, Right, yeah, 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 I understand. Understood. But still, even if 10000 or whatever, whatever right. you guys' bankroll was, went into it, that's very under... You found a, a unicorn, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is actually hard as an AP to date, because people don't understand, and then you meet their family, and their family doesn't understand, because everybody is, you know, trained to think, Alice always wins, Alice has the edge, you know, right. that anybody who gambles a lot is a degenerate, you know. Right, you're worried that... That you're gonna get they're gonna get their kneecaps busted for getting caught. <laughs> 
I have faith in the statistics and the math after I was actually pretty apprehensive at first, you know, cause you know, the whole stereotype at busting your kneecaps, but <laughs> after DJ showed me the math and st- statistics, I believed it wholeheartedly that it was going to turn out that way. If enough people had played and there have been enough hands to show that it's going to work, then I think it's going to work for us too. Absolutely. And the thing that when people doubt me, it usually gets them to at least consider that maybe it worked, but I tell them, let me, I say, let me ask you this. If, if this didn't work, why would they kick us out? You right? know what I mean? Right. I mean, so anyway. you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, I don't know if this is a, a insane conspiracy theory out there uh, with APs, but I'm pretty sure they have Hollywood in their pockets making up all this stuff as they go. Make oh, sure, yeah. that, you know, if you're going to make that movie 21, make sure you have Lawrence Fishburne uh, hitting somebody in the knees with a crowbar. We need that in there. We have a deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we actually just watched the first Hangover the other day and we were laughing at uh, all yes. the, just thinking about like how simple it is. Not simple, you know, it's hard. It's a lot of concentration, but it's just funny to see Hollywood depict card counting to be only uh, something a genius can do. Yeah, they had all these like... <laughs> Like uh, amazing, like only like a physicist, like, you know, the guys in the Big Bang, Big Bang Theory or whatever could understand going above his head. Really, it's plus one minus one divided by (laughs) X. I mean, and then I mean, really, that's what it is. Yeah, I think the Pythagorean theorem theorem at some point had nothing to do with with anything. It, it, it looked good. It looked good, right? Yeah. It did. And hey, you know, the they same... didn't do a bad job on the on the on the lingo and everything like that. I was actually a little impressed. Of course, it was all like highly exaggerated and implausible, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah, it totally just read this read beat. The, I think he was reading beat the dealer. Was that what he was reading? It's been a while. I think just so. Read, uh, just read beat the dealer, which by the way is way out of date. I mean, they mm-hmm. talk about betting twenty five cents, but uh, <laughs> oh just read beat the dealer on the cab ride to the casino, and then you can take him for eighty seven thousand or whatever. Whatever you needed to make. That's hilarious. That Est adds to Alan's character of being just weird, and and of course he'd read a book that is completely outdated, even for like what early or like 2009 or something Mm -hmm. that came out. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, that is hilarious. Right. Anyway, back back to the journey. We oh yeah, we convinced ourselves that it was um, that we could do whatever we want. Mac and I were talking earlier about how we didn't like not playing at the same table, even though we knew it was necessary because we didn't want to draw attention to ourselves and everything. But but after that, after after we had that thought, we had that conversation. You know, I don't think they're watching us. I think we could do whatever we want here. Then we started sitting next to each other in the same table. Um, On a a side note, not to interrupt you. But I think you two sitting next to each other is great cover because there's very, 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 very few husband and wife teams or even boyfriend, girlfriend. So you guys look like just a lot of times where they where they'll catch us is it's a Saturday night. You're sitting at a table by yourself. You're not in a party mode. The fact that you guys are together is a good it's plausible that you you and your wife would be out playing cards on a Saturday night. Right. 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 Like, well, so I think that's actually good cover. Well, we were we had discussed it. We even planned it, but we never had a chance to practice it. Like I said before, we tend to do things the hard way and uh, we tend to practice plans in the casino. And, you know, once we get back into it, that's probably something we're going to be doing less and less of because it's gotten us into a lot of trouble since then. But we were talking about uh, doing what was it? They, they did it in a book. 
it was a very simple title. It was about a duo, and they learned all the deviations. They played together. They staggered their um, their count by a few, their running count by just a few, to mm-hmm. where it didn't change their individual math too much. But it, it their their bets deviated enough to cover for them. And we've talked about doing that. So. We talked about her being on like minus three to start and me being on zero or something like that, you know. Um, And in practice, Mac, you this is from your point of view. So why don't you tell us? The problem we would have like subconsciously, if DJ was at the same table as me, I would get lazy on concentrating on uh, the count. And I think it's that reason. And it also might have been because uh, the table, you know, would find out there were a couple. We didn't want to suspiciously just avoid each other and then people find out. But maybe because other people... People were asking us questions and I didn't want both of us to be silent because, you know, it's so hard to, to communicate with mm-hmm. other uh, sometimes, I, you know, I would be the one that would talk or he would be the one that would talk. and But we would forget the count. And I would just think, well, that's OK, because DJ has the count and he'll be able to somehow tell me anyway uh, if he was sitting right by me. But if he wasn't, then I would sometimes just like copy whatever hand he was putting down. And that's whenever we started getting getting lazy about it, mainly because we had read about somebody who we thought was at the same casino as us online who said they were working at a casino and described it. And it just sounded like ours uh, that we usually go to. Sure. They said that he he uh, made like tens of that like ten thousand dollars or something until yeah until he got backed off and we thought well we don't have anything to worry about we've got a long time before we reach ten thousand dollars that's not gonna be a big deal you know we first started out with the five dollar tables because you know they don't pay as much attention and it was way easier to practice uh, like that but then right yeah but then the casinos cheaper too yeah mm-hmm. the cheaper practice five dollar tables they stopped having them they went to 10 and we thought that's fine you know it's okay um but then the ten dollar ones would only be uh open on weekdays and then they'd be closed on weekends and there would be fifteen dollar tables and yeah. mm-hmm. it just threw us off because it happened within a week they just completely changed everything and we weren't prepared for that yeah and, and if you guys are playing with a shared bankroll right. say it's a fifteen dollar table that's a that's a thirty dollar table for your guys' practical purposes yeah, exactly. so that means you're you know even though you have it, the advantage of a shared bankroll is there's more money but the disadvantage is you gotta divide it by two and so. some okay because it was interesting you know be done at the end of the night i'd say either i lost or i won this much and then dj would end up losing or winning the exact about the exact amount so we'd even out each other out sure so that was great but we we were just yeah we worried about the the 15 tables especially if we sat together and we got lazy on the count in in retrospect sitting here thinking about this right now i'm wondering knowing what we know now I'm wondering if they were following us around, increasing the bets to see what we would do. <laughs> because you know, under, it was uh, a little suspicious maybe. that we were sitting at a $5 table. And then they're like, you know, 30 minutes after we start, they're like, this is a $10 table now. And then 30 minutes after we start the $10 uh, table, they're like, well, now it's a $15 table. And then, you know, a few days later, we get backed off. You know, I'm, I'm wondering. I just didn't want to assume that we were that important to them. Right. Uh, you know, I just thought there must be like several other advantage players around for them to raise the minimum. I thought maybe that might be it, but I didn't want to think that I was that important or that much of a risk. Right around the time we were extremely confident with our skills, that's around the time uh, that we got our back off. And like, you know, there might be a lot of casinos out there in Seattle. We have maybe, what, four with 
within a three hour drive, four yeah. hour drive or so. And wow, one of them's not even worth playing at all. So it, it was a big blow. Well, what had happened was, you know, a lot of times when we were playing together, like I said, we didn't really feel like the stakes were high or anything. So we didn't practice the, our team play at all uh, or very much uh, enough to, for it to be reliable. But it got we got away with it for a while because honestly, the, the action wasn't that great. So we didn't draw attention to ourselves. But it was our very last table. It was February 2020. It was my sister's birthday. We we were going to swing by the casino and play all day and then go to her birthday party at night. About the end of that trip, we were down about five or so hundred. But I went and joined her table. We were playing separately most of the day. But I went and joined her table for the very last year. I was like, we got to go. But she was at this awesome table with a bunch of awesome, fun people. I sat down. I played a, the last shoe. And we were, she was following my bets. I was following her bets. And I think mm. that's security or whoever. Right. Said, yeah. I mean, we were down 500 before so. that. And yeah. by the time we were done with that, we were above 700 with you know I, I, I mean like i said we had a twelve thousand dollar bankroll so this is a pretty big swing for us <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah so we 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 played that shoe and then we were like let's we better you know we gotta get out now yeah we go. so I, uh yeah i was a just little little uh insulted whenever they said that uh they saw me copying him as if it was the whole time and i thought excuse me i'm great at this <laughs> uh but yes. yeah i was like I'm, I'm good at this and there was the biggest mistake though i made is that we i was used to when I whenever the true count was below it was down three I would get up and go to another table but this one all the guys were just messing with each other and I think they enjoyed me being there like I was the audience for them messing with each other I, I just ended up staying there longer I think that's that's a part that got got us caught as you know people underestimate women on a blackjack table yeah. so even as shitty as that is and as misogynist as it is and just wrong for society on a blackjack table that's a good thing yeah that's true yeah we were starting to think about code words and everything like that like you see on the 21 movie and all that but then we decided uh we found somebody on a forum that said if you're a married couple just ask them how much up or down they are at the slots and then you know if your count is you know plus 17 you say i'm up 1700 if you counts whatever you know just do that it's it's right. like built-in language that of couples in a casino yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that forum is so valuable yes oh yeah for contacts especially for folks like you who play in an area where there's not many casinos so when you travel you get the most bang for your buck because you know where to avoid what shifts to play all that kind of stuff yeah. is invaluable information for sure oh yeah what you were saying about the um them being misogynistic it was insulting that this that the security had thought i was copying but i learned that it's it's better to not dress up uh because i'm a woman they're going to remember me they're more likely and definitely found that out because we had the same i guess pit boss or something as like the last time we were there and he made like an inside joke i think we had the last time we were there to me and so i thought okay well my face is memorable so i had to i was a little disappointed i couldn't dress up to go to the casino but i thought about like you know this is the best job to have is that i if i had sweatpants on that is the best uniform i can have because people don't want to look at me dirty sweatpants yes oh yeah <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Means I, I my cover was hidden because i would usually allow people to help me but usually people would offer help to me when i didn't ask uh men would i would just go along with it uh kind of make them feel better like oh they're teaching me something and the fact that they assumed i didn't know anything was was great for me because they especially they, since they probably didn't really know anything right <laughs> right Most likely they, they made my narrative for me from the start so I didn't I didn't have to uh, cover up um, they stopped you know after a while if I had some really good hands they stopped giving me advice
just whenever they saw I knew what I was doing. Yeah, usually I would use that to my advantage. It was insulting to hear to hear that I was copying DJ uh, instead. Mm-hmm. It was cool to be a, a threat to the casino. So did those poppies who were giving you advice, like say you split nines or you hit your soft 18 versus 910 ace, or even more egregious to them, like say you doubled your, your soft 19 mm-hmm. against a six, did they like lecture you? Like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's not, yeah, that's a winning people- hand. <laughs> yeah, some of them would say, I, I don't know, I, I, you should, they would do, they would say like, uh, stay, stay, stay. And I would just not say anything. It was so gratifying. I knew, I can I can picture the moments that has happened whenever I, I was awarded my choices instead of their choices. And it was so gratifying to hear their silence after that. <laughs> Yeah, it's great on two sides because one, you're playing correct, but two, them objecting yeah. erroneously kind of reinforces your, your narrative that you're trying to put out there. Right. <laughs> that, that's great. I never thought of that angle. Yeah. And it, yeah, if you win, it's like, yeah, screw you, you misogynist pig. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. It's it's right funny. I, I haven't thought about that much. You know, as a man, a lot of the, the our cultural issues on our side work against us. <laughs> so it's um, a weird situation to be in. Um, I, I think one of my worst tendencies is if I know something, I, it, it's a struggle to be like, you know, to not let that be known. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, the same way. it, it might have improved me as a person when I have to see other people's decision making to just, you know, let it go instead of saying, you, you know, you're an idiot. It and you need to walk away uh, but right, uh, exactly but yeah it yeah but that day that we got backed off uh, they let us walk uh, a good deal away from the table and it was the manager came out and said i'm the manager we know your advantage players we saw like she said we saw you uh following his bets and we're gonna ask you that you don't play blackjack anymore so we went to the gift shop and used as many of our uh comp points as we could and yeah, we, we left <laughs> got some shot glasses and some coffee cups a lowe's gift That's card funny. <laughs> oh, that's actually useful. A lot of oh, yeah. the, uh, most of the casinos around here, well, the big casinos around here are tribals. And the, we have like 40 mini casinos. They're just like 16 tables that are not tribal. But most of the tribal ones, all they have is gift shops that have native stuff that, frankly, I'm not really interested in. It's cool that you can get like a Lowe's gift card or something like that. Well, we yeah. got, uh, truth be told, we got the Lowe's gift card on their online system, on their reward system. Because we had all these points. Uh, we actually had a... Uh, trip to Vegas. We got comped, uh, I think, five nights at a at a Vegas hotel, and we just had to pay for the airfare. They paid for our meals too. And they paid for we resort all... fees too. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and that's we were great. Set to go. Uh, we yeah, we paid for the uh, cheap ticket on Southwest, and that's all we had to pay. But uh, we were set to leave in mid-April, so you could see that this became a problem in 2020. Um, for sure. They closed. They they closed the they closed down Vegas. What like the last week of March? We we got on the phone with them and canceled our our trip about a week before they canceled their city so we were able to you know get our money back within a reasonable time we even got our plane refund back but that that's where we were going because we we shot this place uh, uh, like we said there's not a lot of options here and we yeah. tried going back out there about a month later but uh yeah, not yeah. to the one we usually go to to a neighboring casino about a, an hour away from there you know down here i don't know if you've ever played in this area they card for under 31 max i am under 31 at the moment they, they didn't card me on the way into this other casino. I sat down. I was playing for about 10 minutes. We staggered our entrances, dressed differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came in 
they did card her. And 10 minutes later, she hadn't even got to the tables yet. But we we got our tap on the shoulder right then. You know, you can't. Uh, I, I wish you could see this video because I asked the security person when they said, you can't play here anymore. I said, why? And they gave me this very motherly, you know why, <laughs> kind of look. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and uh, I was at the slot machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she and I was like, OK, OK, he got caught. Still look at the slot machine and stare at it. But she she walked and then she stopped and then turned her body toward me. And I thought, shit. You know, it's too why. late. You need to carry so, a wig in your purse so you can go you through the why. security screening. That is the, a I, wig and like a wig. I bought a wig today, and um, so disappointed I didn't get to use it. Yeah, we tried a place that was just 20 minutes down the road, and we should have known better. I mean, it was a month later. They got us after she scanned her ID, so we knew that we were some kind of flyered. We we still aren't 100% sure if it's local because the, you know the the one we got backed off at is a major chain. It's hard to make risky decisions in a place where you have very few locations that you can play at. So the first shot flyered you guys out or put you in the database or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully flyered us. And we, we're still unsure about that. Uh, but we're we're crossing our fingers for that. And from everything we've heard, that's probably what happened. Based on, you know, we don't know anybody who works. I know somebody that works in the poker room at our main place. Yeah. Not important enough to know, you know, if we were database or not. He thinks that they that we were flyered. He, he, don't, he doesn't think that they're participants in any kind of database. So we have that going right. for us. That's good. The roots of OSN is this place called Seven Feathers, which is in Oregon. Uh, I played in the den of the the birthplace of OSN and no problems. So, I mean, people worry about that. It's understandable why you worry about that. And apparently you being fired out from the first place got you immediately before you even could play the second place. But over time, different ship, whatever, you'll be able to go back there. Yeah. We think that they were probably planning on backing us off that day from the beginning because, you know, for the first time I got uh, carded that day in the door. Whenever we first got kicked out, that's whenever they carded you. Yeah, at the first casino. And yeah, I walked through the gate and, you know, Mac went through the under 31. I went on over 31. Uh, and they stopped me and said, we need your ID. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 31 because I was. I was 31 uh, when that happened. They said, that doesn't matter. We need to see your ID. I didn't even think anything of it because, like I said, we were in the not suspicious at all uh, time period at this point. So I just gave him my ID. So I know that I'm in the system just as much as she is. No, so, you know, for this second casino, they didn't. Nobody, nobody came to you until I came in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've, we've uh, had nothing to do but, you know, theorize on what we're going to do since, the, I mean, the timing of this was impeccable for, for COVID. We got backed off on yeah. you know, beginning of February and we were trying to get back into it beginning of March. You know, two weeks later, the whole country had shut down to some extent. It was, it, it's actually, I think it would, it's, it's a good thing for our game. I mean, of course, I wouldn't, you know, want a pandemic to come just to fix my blackjack game, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Asshole. Oh, right. <laughs> Look at the bright side, guys. I can make money when this is over. Uh, but we, we got a, a, a much needed break after uh, busting our butts to, to get where we were. Just in terms of skill, we took a six month long break. Uh, we just got back into it around October, pulled out the old charts, got out uh, CVCX and started working out what we have left of our bankroll, what we can have by the time this is all over. You know, we have, you know, Max's uh, father is high risk for COVID. You know, when it comes to mortality, everything we have to do our very best to make sure that we stay put and be good you know quarantine yeah you definitely do not want to go in casinos because if you think about it people in general not us as ap's but mm-hmm. people who frequent casinos aren't necessarily making the greatest life choices on average right. you know yeah just the type of person that's going to be in there so they may not be wearing their mask when they're supposed to or they may be doing other things that yeah. are putting them at risk to be exposed so 
Yeah. Casinos are not a good place with you if you have a loved one that's has comorbidity. Yeah. If you're yeah. gambling your money, you might as well be gambling your life. You know, if in this situation and during pandemic, I could, I could see yeah. it happening. Yeah. I do it, but I mean, I'm young enough not to worry about that personally and uh i'm completely single at the moment so i'm okay so yeah 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 that makes sense so we have a friend that we met through blackjack apprenticeship forums too he's still been playing too but uh he like you he uh he's young and he doesn't you know have a girlfriend or anything so he gets away with it too so we kind of live through him right now he gives us a call every once in a while dude i was at the casino he tells us his story we're like man Right. After we took a break from getting, you know, from getting kicked out from the first one, took a break and then went to another casino, got kicked out of that one. We went to a third uh, that was about 20 minutes away. We figured that Casino A would call Casino B and let them know that we're out and about. Uh, so we went to a Dollar General and we bought all of the camouflage stuff we could. <laughs> Actually, I had a hat. That, <laughs> it had like a, a large mouth bass on it and said, this is my lucky hat. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I uh, we looked total ploppy. Yes, yeah. we, we looked a oh, little yeah. like white trashy, a little but like not a little. We tried, like we made an effort to look white trashy. Um, and Great. we went. So we went through. We went to that casino together. The guy that usually cards people was helping this elderly man who had a walker. He didn't pay attention to us, so we just went on through. And I've never been so nervous or scared in my life. And I, right before we went through, I whispered, oh my God. And I thought I was going to throw up because I <laughs> didn't want to get like 86 after, after going to another place the same day. But I finally actually got to sit down and play uh, for maybe 15 minutes. And we played on opposite ends of the building. Uh, it was small, but we, we avoided being around each other. And then this pit boss called out my name and I looked at her and she was super rude. And she said, try crap somewhere else, get out. And uh, I, we made some money, thankfully, but uh, then they, then they got DJ too and they told him the same thing to get out so that right in front of all the mm-hmm. other players too and they and all the other players were left confused they were saying things like yeah. what what did what did they do they just got here and the um you know the pit boss was saying zero things just <laughs> nothing to them uh, yeah. to make them feel any better <laughs> You know what's cra- crazy about that? How they, what? like like Mac was saying, how they, they said, you know, try your crap somewhere else. The ironic thing is, all we're doing is the same thing they're doing to 99.9% of their customers. Exactly. That they give free play, they give promotion. We just flip the map on them. They have yeah. a small edge, or sometimes a big edge. We're doing the same exact thing that that is their business model, and yeah. they're they're mad at us. And we're not cheating. I could see if we were yeah. cheating, but we're not. We're using our brains. Yeah. It's really irritating, but I mean, it's just it's just part of the thing. But I yeah. mean, when I get backed off, and they're like, "Hey, you know," uh, sometimes they're even like they admire, like, "Hey, man, you have mm-hmm. a great game." I've been told that before, like, "Hey, but we just can't let you play. You got to understand my position." I'm like, "Cool, I got you, dude." And yeah. occasionally they they'll even like they even like give me like a buffet coupon or something oh, that's awesome. you know because you know i'm not giving them my name but i've gotten like free coupons for you know it's like hey man sorry about that i'm just doing my job hope you understand that's cool and i yeah. understand their their point of view but the person like you said that floor who told you you know try your crap somewhere else type thing i mean it's just like come on yeah i'm not doing anything that you're not doing here and yeah. all these people that are left here wondering what the hell's going on they're suckers yeah so yep. you know i would almost i would have said hey they think you're suckers they think we're not suckers that's why they're letting they're telling us to go mm-hmm. so but i don't it never does good to, to talk back though honestly really you just leave and whatever Anything, anyway yeah. sorry for my little tangent no, tangent I, there that's we, a little uh sticking point for me <laughs> yeah yeah and the first time you know we got backed off was uh he was super nice we, we shook his hand and every 
everyone was cordial, but that lady, uh, she's known for being super rude. That made me feel a little better. I, I like, I didn't really want to care about her being rude, but I was like, oh, at least that's that's just her, and she has to live with herself every day. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just silly to see someone being mad whenever they're taking money away from other people, and we're just trying to take money back, and it's not we're, like we're taking money from other people; we're taking it from a from a casino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just playing the game they offered us. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid using your brain. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I've had back offices that were kind of ugly. They've tried to detain me. And oh, I just say, you know, they say, hey, we, we need you to come to this room over here with us. And I say, well, well, what law have I broken that legally allowed you to detain me? But what, what, they can't think of anything. So I say, the whole time I'm walking towards the door, I said, I'm going to leave your property. All the authority you have to do is for me to leave the property. Then I pull my phone out and say, my lawyer is listening right now. So anything you do, go for it. And then I, I just walk out and I'm, I'm, I do all this polite. But I just walk off the property, leave, maybe walk somewhere. If sometimes I Uber there, I'll walk to, uh, you know, like a nearby something and then wait for the Uber to pick me up. Just my suggestion is just leave. If if they try to detain you, leave. Because if Mm -hmm. they have they have to have suspicion of you cheating, of doing something illegal to detain you. They can try to. I'm sure you guys will. The more you do this, you'll get you run into situations where they'll try to backroom you. They try to scare you. Maybe they'll try to confiscate your chips. Just take your chips. Don't cash out. Leave. Just leave. And then have a friend or somebody go back the next day. Or if you're in, like you're leaving town or something, maybe somebody go back in uh, on a different shift. Try that. I don't know. We found, uh, I think it might have been on the forums, it might have been on another forum or something, but uh, we found specific information on our casino that uh, people have been backroomed there before. Uh, So we kind of went through a little routine on our way, you know, whenever we got to a certain point, 10 miles away or so, we're like, okay, so what if they tell you to go to a back room? And we're like, okay, so we're not going back there. You know, uh, we have our finger on on the dial for a lawyer. Um, These are the things we say and everything. Uh, We were, I was kind of waiting for for something like that to happen but like i said we never we may have experienced more resistance if we had more time before covid to play we should have right should have used an uber yeah yeah we uh we regret burning our car that's for sure uh, we have another one maybe that's <laughs> what got you caught is your is your car exactly we think so. it's better that's what it was but it but it had to be it had to be the car because that day they carted me as we were walking through the door can I ask you something? Yes. Does it hurt you as much as it hurts me to not tell people these stories? Because I feel like I could be the life of the party. Like the crowd that's standing around somebody telling a story. I feel like we could be that, but we can't. <laughs> you mean hurt- like at the table? I, I totally relate to what you're saying there. I want to tell this at like a high school reunion or something. I mean, I know I can't and that hurts. It feels good because I feel like a spy, but it, it tortures me. You have a lot of like prerequisites. You're like, okay, well, it's not illegal and we're not right. addicts. You know, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, especially like at the table when I want to share a story. When somebody says something, somebody is honestly like trying to learn or doesn't know. And there's some, you know, table captain and they really are telling the wrong or even worse is the dealer often gives terrible advice. Oh, yeah. It's hard, really hard to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I don't care what, how anybody else plays. It doesn't affect my game other than if they play slow. Has anyone ever wanted to use your side bet when you're not using it? Yes, they have. It's... And uh, I let them. My spiel is usually sure, and that's it. <laughs> yes. Also, it's kind of scary when you do like give people money double down because technically, once it's their money, it's their money, so they don't have to give it to you. And right. some people don't understand. They, 
they'll, they'll just like give you back, like say they had a $50 bet and you give them 50 and they win. They'll give you back 50 and then mm. keep the winnings. It's like, no, I wasn't putting my money out there to give you a chance to win more money. You know, <laughs> it, it's, but then, then it's awkward. Like, how do you, you want to have a conversation, have an argument right there at the table? And they technically it's their money. All of it, even your $50 that you started with is their money. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're but, trying to yeah. lay low. And if you start you exactly. know, disputing something, they might start paying attention to you a little more than you want them to. Right. There was this old guy. He was smoking and he had an oxygen tank. That kind of old guy. He was sitting next to me and I heard his like daughter who was staying behind him like saying it's okay you don't she didn't have to use the side bet but he I looked like a little bit over to me he was so pissed that I wasn't using my side and then they'll ask me because there'll be there'll be hands played where it looks like I could have gotten something and so they'll they'll ask if they use my side bet and they say sure it never I never win every time and uh they get super superstitious very superstitious (laughs) and it's so dumb and I and I there was there was a woman that asked me like is this is me putting my side bet on there messing like messing up your play and I I was confused but I didn't know she meant like in a superstitious way like by luck and I said no you can you can put it back you can really put it back I don't believe in superstition and she I was like are you going to respond to me it was too late it was too late but I was, I remember I was in between you two at the time. She was on my left and you were on my right. And uh, you guys had made the agreement that yeah, you'd get you get to keep half of whatever uh, the side bet was. And when, when you misunderstood her, I heard what she said. Uh, yeah, she, uh, I heard the misunderstanding and I knew that, you know, it was, you know, pr- a pretty good EV choice uh, to not have to risk anything and get uh, free money. So when, when she started pulling her bets back, I'm like, no, 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 you misunderstood her. Please put it back, put it back. And she just wouldn't put it back after that because she was so uh, superstitious. You're like so scared. That concludes part one of the interview with DJ and Mac. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I sure did. Learned a few things too. Laughed a little. Good times. There is quite a bit more of that to come in part two of my interview with them. So if you enjoyed this, look for that in the coming weeks. Well, anyway, I hope 2021 is treating you all well so far, and I will see you guys down the field. Here's a few messages from our sponsors. Fine your paradise go to visit lasvegas.com by the fact that you're listening to a podcast about blackjack and advantage play it's clear that you're interested in this topic and most likely interested in becoming the best blackjack player you can become now i suppose there are exceptions to this like for example maybe you're an uninterested significant other trapped in the car listening to this or maybe you're a kid trapped in the car forced to listen to this because your phone is dead and you can't tune out the world with your headphones in like you normally would and by the way kids i apologize for all the f-bomb that I've dropped on this show. Please don't follow my example. Or maybe, just maybe, you don't like money and you want to continue to play blackjack and not make your game better. If you happen to fall in any of those categories, by all means, tune out and don't listen to a word that I have to say right here. But if you want to learn how to be the best blackjack player you can be, learn and grow your game, I suggest you check out blackjackapprenticeship.com. They offer what is, in my opinion, 
not only a world-class education on the game of blackjack, but the absolute best education you can find anywhere for this game. They offer online training drills, a supportive community, as well as other exclusive tools that are critical to your success. Even if you already know the ins and outs of this game and don't really need the training they offer per se. That's great. I'm kind of in that boat myself and I imagine there are several others of you that are as well. So even for people like us, just the opportunities and networking alone that this site offers is worth the price of admission and then some. I also can't stress enough that it is a wonderful and supportive community of other APs. There is almost no trolling in the forums there. So once again, I urge you to check out blackjackapprenticeship.com if you're serious about growing your game. 